Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry with the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and this is my first episode of the new year. Happy 2023, everyone. I am so excited to be ringing in your first week of the new year with you. Um, I don't know about you all, but I'm not like super excited to go back to work. I really enjoyed all the time off and it's not the work. It's just like, you know, having to do work in general. Like I've really been enjoying waking up whenever, you know, like that whole this whole time. That's so interesting of like, I don't know how everyone else's work did it. But for me, I had like the Friday and the Monday off of Christmas and then the Friday and the Monday off of New Year's. So it's just been this like, ooh, two day, like a basically a four day weekend. And it was really nice. And it's Monday for me recording today. So like I I had this wonderful day off and I really I enjoyed it. But also, honestly, I needed it. So listen, I wish I could sit here and, and spill some juicy tea about my New Year's Eve drums. But um, there was not there was not such. So, uh, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, uh, you know that I've been struggling with my health a lot. For those of you who are new, um, I have Crohn's disease, I have fibromyalgia, and I might have lupus. It's a whole thing. The doctors can't decide and whatever. But uh, basically, my hypothesis right now, this is my personal working theory, but I am not a doctor. I couldn't even pass like biology in sixth grade. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt is that I think the new Crohn's medication I'm on is making me really nauseous. But no one's going to be able to tell me that until I get my colonoscopy, which is supposed to be coming up here in a couple weeks. Um, But it, it just it's it's never good. It never doesn't hurt. But there's days that are worse than others. And I feel like the last couple weeks. December has been really tough. I've gotten a lot of like colds and flus and shit too. So I just feel like I've been in a constant state of unwell, Uh, (laughs) you know, so I'm really hoping I'm really hoping I can get the colonoscopy. There's like always this extra layer of drama because it's me and I love the hot tea. So um, what's happening, the hot goss of the Ashley health world is that I went to go get an MRI. So they, my doctors also ordered an MRI to check out like my liver and a couple other like things just to see if maybe this, uh, nausea is not Crohn's related and maybe it's something else, you know, who doesn't want a new diagnosis? That's just like a fun thing to have, you know, so might as well check it out. However, I, I rolled up to get my MRI a couple weeks ago and, um, I get there and the poor woman behind the counter just looks at me, you know, she texts me in and like the look on her face, like she went pale and she was not pale. And she's like, yeah, so this is going to be a $2,700 copay for this procedure. And I was like, what did you say? And by the way, I blacked this out. So I had to look back at the receipt because originally I thought it was just $2,000, And she's like, yeah, with your insurance, you pay like 20% of a procedure and an MRI is $32,000. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So I'm like sitting there. And the best part was like at the time, I have this thing where I sporadically lose my credit card. My dad is 
dying right now, but it's true. It's factual. And I don't usually get them replaced unless it's been gone for like a month because I always find it. This was one of those times where the only thing on me was my debit card, which had a whopping $200. That's being a little generous. I got like $150 in my account. And I was like, no. In, in my defense, I was like getting paid. Like, you know, right. Like the end. Of, you know, I don't care. I don't justify my finances to you. I'm poor. And so anyways, <laughs> I I was like, OK, shit. Uh, do you take? I was like, well, my first question is, do you take Apple Pay? Because I am definitely not going to be able to put this on my debit card. And she's like, yes, we do. And I'm like, OK. And I was like, can I just like take a minute? to process. And I was like, is my doctor here? Can we like talk about this? And she's like, no. And I was like, well, I just feel really bad. I don't want to like waste the time of the doctors who were like here, you know, to give me the MRI. And she's like, yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I just feel really bad. But I was like, I just don't even know. And she's like, well, maybe you can work something out with your insurance and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, um, yeah, so I didn't get the MRI and I'm bummed because it, if you are a listener of the podcast and I, you know, I've been pretty excited about it because I just wanted some some answers. I thought at least it could roll something out. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, it didn't work out, which is fine. I pivoted. I went out to the Christmas San Jose bars with my cousin Danielle, friend of the podcast uh, instead. And it was a great time. It totally distracted me more on that after the um, after the commercials. And <laughs> it was it was a really good time. And I'm glad I had that support. Like, I feel really grateful that I was able to go do something fun because I think that if I would have just gone home and sat by myself, I think I would have been like really, really sad. So, you know, that was a big letdown disappointment. And then so this past week, it's just been a lot of like flu and then the nausea. And so I really wanted to push myself. I was like, well, I at least want to like make it for New Year's Eve. So my New Year's Eve plans were real hot and popping. I was going to go to my best friend, Jenna, friend of the podcast, her parents' house in Livermore. Um, we we're going to celebrate the new year together. And then, you know, the next day is my dad's birthday. So I was like, oh, this kind of works out. I'll be in Livermore, front of the podcast, Aaron and Ben, they're in town. So I was like, OK, this is great. I'll like see everybody, you know, just got to make it to New Year's Eve. And I, I'm driving over. I like slept kind of all day, left at, like the last minute, not the last minute, but I was like, OK, I'm not going to leave till like 2.30 or 3. And then I'm going to like get myself going. So I'm driving. It's fucking pouring ass rain, by the way. And my body is just like it needs to be in the fetal position. And I'm like, fuck, come on. Like you got like I was like, I know if I get to Jenna's, they'll let me just sit in the couch with my heating pad and it all will be good and it's going to be fine. But I pulled over. There's like a halfway point between like my drive from San Jose area to Livermore and I pulled over at the Safeway and I just sat there and I was like, I'm so tired. I'm like, I'm so tired. And I went to went in there. I went to the bathroom, you know, did my thing. And um, I was like, wow, this is like very ratchet throwing up here in this bathroom, but whatever. And then I sat in the car and I was like, I it's it's just to me. I was like, if I drive all the way to Livermore and I don't like get to see anybody like, you know, Like if I'm just going to go there, I'm just going to sleep in a bed like I might as well sleep in a bed in Campbell because at some point I might have to come back anyways. So I ended up, you know, turning around my car and coming home. And that was like really devastating, to be honest. Like I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. I'm not trying to be like hella fucking depressing here in the beginning of the podcast. But like just to be real about the struggle, it's that 
you know, you, okay, here's my best way of putting it. You know how there's people who are like, get really excited when plans get canceled. You know, there's all these TikToks and videos about like, oh, when someone texts you and you're supposed to have dinner plans and then you like, you know, they cancel and you're like, yes, this is the best. I'm not that person. I am very sad. I want to see you. I want to go out. Um, you know, I, I love a night in, but I love having plans and I get excited, which means when I have to cancel them, I get even more sad. And it's even harder when it's like a health reason because I'm like, I have so many of these and I'm tired. And so, you know, I was just devastated. And it wasn't that I think it's weird to ring in the new year by yourself because like, honestly, I could care less. It was I was just excited. I was excited for the plans and I was excited to see people. And so, you know, that was really heartbreaking. But I did end up having like a good New Year's. I talked to my dad on the phone. I talked to my mom, um, talked to cousin Danielle. I texted. I actually like uh, rang in the new year, like texting um, my best friend Kim and uh, complaining about fireworks. And I was like, if this does not scream old grandma, like, I don't know what does. Like I was in my bed at 930. Like I sent um, like friend of the podcast, Bessie Julie, you know, a TikTok of Bluey at like, I don't know, like 10 p.m. or something. Cause I, maybe 11. I was like, I just rang in my new year's texting and on TikTok. And you know what? I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. If that if I didn't have other plans that I had to cancel, I don't think I would be, you know, too upset. But um, yeah, it was a it was it's been a bummer having to cancel things. And I'm just hoping that tomorrow my plan is to text my doctors um and see if they can give me some sort of some, they gave me an anti-nausea, but my body's like, fuck you, I'm gonna beat that. Like, can somebody give me something? And then I gotta call my insurance see if maybe there's another place I can get the MRI. I got to call my insurance and see how much the colonoscopy is going to be. That's the other part. So I'm like, if the MRI was that much, I'm imagining just between us, I would think that shoving a camera up someone's butthole, probably a little bit more expensive than MRI. I don't know, but also because I have to put me under, I'm just, I'm making an assumption. Okay. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> and then, which I did joke because um, one of my girlfriends is in nursing school and I'm like, can you learn how to do an MRI. I was like, I won't make you do my colonoscopy, but if you can do my MRI, that'd be great. And I'm not going to cross that threshold of friendship of you shoving a camera at my butt. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm going to talk to them, talk to my insurance company, talk to my HR team, just see if there's anything that that we can do. That My doctors or like my nurse was emailed me back and she was like, maybe just don't go to Stanford. Maybe it's less expensive other places. And I was like, how was I supposed to know? How was I supposed to know that you were the fucking Louis Vuitton of doctors and it was going to cost more? I just thought insurance was insurance. OK, I didn't know that I could get the TJ Maxx version of this Louis Vuitton bag somewhere else. I just thought, OK, I have to shop at the original. Like I didn't know there was options. So now I've got to explore my options, which is so fucking annoying. And if there's one thing that is hard for me, it's like this whole advocating thing like it was like all the time I had to spend like on the phone with Airbnb this year like that was like I hate that shit like some people get off on fighting for this they're like I'm ready like I've heard so many people they're like oh you need to fight with like a company like I'm on it and I'm like I can't I am not I do not I I am a like I'm a sloth okay I can do my hanging during the day right and I'm like, I'll work. I'll climb some trees. OK, I'll climb them. And then but once it's time for me to hang sloth and not be bothered, 
I don't want to be. So like I'm not the best at advocating in that front. So this is really going to take a lot, but it's it's fine. Okay, this isn't all tragic, though, because what I did get out of this, which was very exciting, my mom came down today and because I was like, I don't know, my apartment's like, because she said she was going to come over and immediately I got scared. And listen, it's not because my mom's scary. I love her. It's because I knew my apartment was not to Trisha's standards. And I was like, oh, shit, she's going to roll in here and be like this fucking bitch. And I was like, mom, my apartment's not clean. You cannot come over here. And she was like, I'll just come clean it. And I was like, I'm not going to make you come clean my apartment. I tried to stop her, you guys. I really did. But she showed up with her vacuum in hand and she's like, I'm vacuuming this place. And then I'm like, OK, so so she vacuums, whatever. I'm like, I let her. She vacuumed. And then I'm like on the couch. I'm thinking she's going to come out. And I just hear like the dishes clinging in the sink. And then all of a sudden she's like scrubbing the floors and shit. She like cleaned my whole fucking apartment. She cleaned my whole kitchen and she vacuumed my floor and it was really nice. And and she, most importantly, like I don't know what the fuck to eat. Like everything makes me sick. So um, I was like, I think I just need some like rice and chicken. And honestly, the idea of going into a store and then cooking was like a lot. But I, I, wouldn't, I wasn't trying to tell her that. But then she's like, I'll just cook you a bunch of chicken and rice and I'll bring it down. So she did. And I'm just so grateful, um, you know, to her for doing it. She didn't have to do that. You know, like I'm fucking 30, you know, but like you never stop needing your parents, you know, or 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 the equivalent to you, you know, whoever that support system is. I guess what I'm trying to say is like you always need a support system. And if there's one thing I know I talked about this last week, if there's one thing that I learned is that I really have like the best one. Like I got so lucky. You know, I've had like phone calls like I knew there was people for me to talk to, like whether it was like I didn't want to talk about what's going on, but I want to talk about something. Um, you know, my friends sent me this like super cute um, Kelsey and Shanna. They sent me this really cute like flower teddy bear thing that was really nice. And cause I've, I've had to cancel on them. And like it was just, you know, um, all the texts and the calls and stuff that I got. And obviously, like it's not fun when you have to bail on somebody and everyone's just been really understanding and. So today I really tried to like this was my first day. I was like, I was like, OK, I'm going to try to establish some normalcy, see how much I can get through, because it's pretty much since I got home from Christmas. It's really just been me on the couch. Like when the most that I do is like work and the podcast. <laughs> so today I was able I took a, like a 20 minute walk. I did clean my bathroom. You know uh, what I'm working on right now in the new year is setting like a list of five things I just want to accomplish. And they're like they are small, you know, like and and just trying to get through five a day. And the thing is, is if something else comes up, I like remove something. So I never feel there's a secondary list of like, oh, if I get to this, this would be cool. But these are the five things I'm going to accomplish today. So like, you know, um, I have to like pay rent online and like that takes effort. So, you know, I removed something from the list to do that or like, OK, I know I need to record the podcast today. So you know, maybe I save this task for tomorrow, like just being really intentional with the five things. And um, I have I actually have completed now by recording the podcast for for today and then paying rent is my other one. So I'm on my laptop. I will do that right after. But, um, it, it, you know, it's only January 2nd. I only started doing it today. So um, I think it's going to be successful. I don't know. But um, yeah. So anyways, not the easiest health journey at the moment. But what's also crazy to me is that like, so here's where I am mental health wise. Like I, uh, I feel mostly good. I feel a little defeated some days. I do cry a lot. I'm just like exhausted and I miss my life is kind of where I'm at. 
However, what's crazy is like I don't feel as like sad and depressed and like and horrible as I normally feel. I think like this week I felt really, really anxious. Like I felt anxious to make plans with anybody. Like I I was just very like, ah, I don't want to like commit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry to my microphone that I just hit with my hands. Um, I'm like, oh, I don't want to like overly commit to someone, have to let someone down. I think that's kind of where I was at, you know? So I was having a lot of anxiety. I was having a hard time like answering my phone and stuff. But sometimes I noticed that like when I got sick or when I was in a bad place, it was like, I, it was twofold. Either I didn't want to go out. So I was like, this is perfect. I don't want to see anybody. I'm depressed, blah, blah, blah. Or I felt like I needed to see people. Like I needed to feel other people's energy to keep mine going. And what I, what I was going to say when I started, what's crazy is that, uh, you know, for this, I felt, I feel good, you know, like Andrew's done some great work and I feel good. And I, it's not that I feel like I need to see people. I just want to. Like, I just want to have human interaction and I want to have, you know, that sense of normalcy and and those and, and I want to just continue to make memories. Like, I'm so excited about the memories that I've been making and I feel really good about the people who are in my life. And I just I just miss them. That's it. You know, I just miss the people in my life. So I thought that was really good. So I'm pretty proud of myself. I think, you know, I feel like if I was going through this same level of health problems, you know, a couple years ago, it wouldn't have gone the same way. And actually, I know that because in 2018, when I got diagnosed with lupus and fibromyalgia, you know, I did not handle it well in any way, shape or form. So it feels good. And I feel proud that like, yes, I cry and I let myself be sad. But, you know, I try to pull it out and and move on. So and and I said this on my TikTok and I just want to say it to to everybody that, you know, my illnesses are invisible, right? Like you don't look at me, you don't know that I have Crohn's. There are a lot of people, a lot of people out there that deal with invisible illnesses. And honestly, like it could be that somebody like literally banged their knee the night before and it fucking hurts. And they're like still doing their life. So I know this is annoying to say, but like, and I know it's very cliche, but you just really never know what someone's going through. So just try to be nice and try to be understanding. And I think the less that we put our problems onto other people and we let our traumas like affect others, the better we're all going to be as a society. Because, you know, I remember in 2018 and in 2019 when I was like healing and I was having a hard time, like I put a lot of negative energy out on my friends. Like this is the time where I would like, get drunk and get mad or things like that. I'm very grateful for for those who stuck around me during this time, but I know I wasn't great. And it's not fair for those people who were also going through their stuff to like, there's a difference. It's not like, I don't want to say burden in the way of like, you should tell your friends and open up about what you're going through. Because I did that too, where I was like, I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want to bother anybody. And then I was like, no, like they, I want them to tell me their stuff. I don't think they're a burden. They're not going to think I'm a burden and I need them. Like I need support, you know? Right. But what I mean is like, don't burden somebody with your, like something that you're not ready to heal from, or you're not working on like that shit. Don't put that shit on somebody else. Like handle your shit, you know? So anyways, you just never go what everyone's going through. So just be nice to each other and and heal your traumas and go to therapy. So anyways, OK, in the middle of this like New Year's Eve fiasco, hot mess express, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with my time? Like, I'm just at home, you know, and so many people, 
so many people have asked me like about my my wedding extravaganzas you know like I get asked of course how many weddings I've been in which you've all heard you know it will be 12 of next year but if we're going like end of 2022 it was 12 maid of honor um four times it will be five next year and but also I get asked like how many weddings have you gone to and how, what what was their biggest year of wedding so I sat there and I made a google spreadsheet of all the weddings that I've been to. And I broke it down. It was like couple, date, location, role in wedding, and if I went to the bachelorette party or not. Because I was like, or bachelor party. So I have been to 30 total weddings. Okay. And by the way, my dad was a big help because I called him. We had forgotten about a couple. So it was very helpful. My biggest year of weddings was 2019, which is so wild if you think about how 2020 like everyone had to cancel their weddings and like all these people made the cusp. In 2019, I was in three weddings. Like this was the biggest year of weddings for me. Also the house of some of my favorite weddings, you know. Um, and I have been a bridesmaid obviously 11 times, but I've been to 12 bachelor and bachelorette parties. And it was fun because I wrote out the location. Like I've been to Palm Springs twice. Tahoe was great. San Diego was great. Scottsdale. Um, I went to Disneyland for a bachelorette. My very first bachelorette party was at Disneyland. I was just like so fun to like write all these out. And then, um, you know, I've been a DJ and a bartender. And then I, I my very first wedding was in 2001 when I was a brides or a, a flower girl. So it was like really fun. And my dad and I were having a great time like reliving all these moments. It was, and I did a lot of stalking and I was like, oh my God, listen, some of you guys talk shit about people who are like post their wedding picture every year for their anniversary. I have a couple things to say about this. Okay. First of all, you pay so much fucking money for those photos. You post them whenever the fuck you want for your dad's birthday, my birthday, cousin Tommy's birthday, him on drunk on the dance floor. I don't care. You post your pictures as much as possible, much as you want. Second, for me, this was very helpful because I was like, oh, my God, I had to scroll back through all these people's pictures to find their wedding date. But it wasn't. I was like, oh, happy two year anniversary with your picture from your wedding. And also, let me know what you think. But my dad and I went back and forth on this and we kind of low key think that my sisters should count as two weddings. So that would put me at 31. And I don't know if it should count as a secondary bridesmaid, but she had the backyard wedding and the party. And it was two weddings. I did wear two different dresses. I styled my hair two different ways. Does kind of feel like it counts, but let me know what you think. Um, but anyways, it was really fun to relive. I loved it. It was like going through pic like memories and pictures and like, I kind of want to get to the point where maybe I do like a photo album or something with it. But it was really fun. And I just have to say like, you know, I'm really grateful to everybody who's like, you know, invited me to their wedding. Like I had such a good time reliving and seeing all the places that I've been to. I, I haven't been like when I talk to my friends like who are, like either went to college or, um, you know, grew up on the East Coast. I feel like they're always traveling like Aaron and Ben always have weddings like everywhere. And I haven't really traveled that much. But next year is going to be a big travel year for me. I'll have New Jersey and Mexico, which is very exciting. Um, and yeah, so, uh, it was a really fun activity and I highly recommend And I'm gonna keep my Google spreadsheet and I'm excited to fill in for next year. I'll have, um, you know, Karishma's 
weddings. So I'll be her maid of honor and everything. And then I have um, Gabby's wedding where I'm going the bachelorette. So I'm excited to pop another bachelorette on the list. It's going to be a great New Year of weddings. Very excited for all the new engagements. Lots popping up across Christmas and New Year's. Uh, my cousin got engaged. Super excited for her. And, um, you know, it's funny because even people from like high school, like I still, I get excited when I see people getting engaged and I don't even know them. <laughs> I'm like, I love this. If you, like I said about the wedding photos, if you post your pictures, I'm looking through them all. I want to see all of them. So anyways, cheers to the next wedding season and to literally everything that's going on in people's lives. Like accomplishments are not just weddings, you know, I love them, but that doesn't mean that like anyone else's shit's not important. Like we got bitches going back to school, getting promoted at work, getting new jobs, having babies, having spawns birthing out versions of themselves like very exciting um okay also i have to say i saw this and i laughed my ass off apparently walmart is selling valentine's day breakup bears and i was thinking what kind of asshole breaks up with somebody on valentine's day or around valentine's day and i was like oh that's right me me i forgot that i i broke up with my ex literally two days before Valentine's Day. And now I'm very much upset because if you don't remember, one of the things I laugh at now, but talk shit about at the time was that, you know, we broke up and then he door dashed me on Valentine's Day, a um, a heart with a different brand of chocolate in it than the chocolate company that I work for, which is a whole other thing, um, like with a teddy bear and like flowers lilies to be specific that i'm allergic to and um you know i was like this is so fucking annoying like don't send me anything we're broken up and now i'm upset that i couldn't have then turned around and sent him the breakup bear like what a missed opportunity should i send it to him now i'm kidding i'm kidding but uh yeah i literally was like oh my god like why are they selling this like what a dick move and i was like oh i'm that dick i'm 100 that dick it's fine <laughs> um okay so in the TikTok category, I have to say, I think I fucked up this New Year's. I think I really did. I saw everybody saying that if you're single, you should ring in the New Year from underneath the table and you should eat 12 grapes. I did ring in my New Year's from underneath my covers and I did not have any grapes. I was literally, like I said, I was judging fireworks with with Bestie of the, Bestie of the podcast, Kim, but I was also like judging people's new year's eve outfits like i was having a great time on tiktok and i was seeing these grape things and i was like oh maybe i'll get up and do it i didn't have any grapes so i was like maybe i'll drink a glass of wine that's like the same thing as eating grapes right and i didn't do it and if i do not get a boyfriend this year i'm gonna be like this was it didn't fucking eat the grapes you know so i'm a little stressed about that but the most important things that i saw on tiktok um not the most important but something that i really loved was that um I I saw these little this this girl who got the mini bottles of champagne and she wrote like a goal on them for the year. And then every time she accomplished that goal, she would open the bottle of champagne. And I'm not judging my mom's parenting in any way when I say this. I have to preface this. But one of the things that I know to be true about my upbringing is that I had reward based like childhood. Like I distinctly remember, also I was a fat kid, which I don't want any, don't fucking bother me on that. Okay. I was a fat kid and my mom could get me to do just about anything if I knew there was food involved. And we joked about this the other day. Cause do you all remember 
the animal crackers that came in the red box and originally the animals were in cages and then like you know we got all cancel culturally and they've let the animals out of the cages but the crackers suck now I re-got the crackers so when I went to Safeway to throw up I was like if I see another saltine cracker I'm gonna kill somebody so I was like I need something different and then I saw the crackers and I was like oh I used to fuck with these as a kid and they suck now. And I was telling my mom about this. She's like, oh, yeah, the crackers. That's how we used to get you to do things. I was like, exactly. So when I saw the champagne thing, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. So anyways, I am talking to my dad about this. And then I decide to, for whatever reason to read him my goals, OK, which are really good. I marked down 12 of them. I think they're achievable. A lot of them have to do with the podcast. You know, there's a lot about getting, you know, higher download average, which is just a little plug that if you want to get me to my my champagne, please make sure you are subscribed and download the podcast on whatever streaming service you're listening to. We're not biased here. Um, but there is one goal that he laughed at. Laughed. And I am still emotionally recovering. OK, so here's the thing. We all know that back in the day I was influenced in 2020 into buying a Peloton. So now I have the most expensive house accessory uh you know my mom hung her purse on it today but it does look very cute in the front of my home it does look like very cute it's right by the window it makes it look like I'm I'm like a fitness rich bitch you know lululemon wearing kind of motherfucker however I do not use it and I am paying for it and I also saw this girl on TikTok who's like a financial planner and she's like doing this 30 day challenge. So I've been trying to do it with her because one of my big goals, um, overall arching goal, there's not a champagne bottle for this, but like is to get my finances in order. There is a champagne bottle for paying off my Apple card. So like there's that. However, anyways, so one of my things that I pay for. She told to write down your subscriptions. One of them is Peloton and the fact that I'm still paying off the bike, right? Because as we all know, I bought this with my ex-boyfriend and we were going to split it. So it wasn't going to cost that much. But then I broke up with him on Valentine's Day and now I'm stuck with the fucking bike. So I, I put in there like use the Peloton for a week. And he's like, a week? I'm like, yeah, a week, like seven days, like, you know, do a Peloton workout every day for a week. He's like, well, you're really going to have to build up to that. And I'm like, yeah, that's why it's a fucking goal, dad. That's why it's a goal. OK, I'm aware that I'm not going to be able to just like on Monday do a bike ride and then be able to do it every single day till Sunday just out of the blue. Because then he was like, when do I like because we were talking about getting the champagne bottles. I'm like, do you think I can pick these up for me? And he's like, well, you know, how soon do you need them? I was like, I don't think I'm going to do any of these goals in January, you know? I was like, I think we got like a month. So then I was reading in the goals to back that up. He's like, yeah, definitely not the Peloton one. And I was like, listen, listen, okay? I am being roasted, okay? And I am aware that I used the Peloton probably one time in 2020. Too, but this is a new year. Okay, this is 2023 now. So any of the mistakes that I made in 2022 have been erased. And I don't know why I keep rolling my R's right now. She's having a moment. And I'm just, I'm horrified. I was like, you can't, you are not supposed to be laughing at my goals, first of all. So anyways, um, I, I'm gonna, when I pop that seven day Peloton champagne bottle, He's going to be real fucking sorry about that. So anyways, um, see me getting fit on my bike. OK, 
there was one other thing I wanted to tell you guys. Also, I just want to say, if you want to do that challenge with me, like tag me when you open your champagne bottles, I'd love to participate. But anyways, I just, I need to admit something. Okay. I was played by a Subway commercial and I feel horrible about it. So I, as we know, I've really gotten in, I've always been into sports, but I feel like I've gotten a lot more committed now that I have cable and I can watch them. I don't have cable. I steal my parents' cable. It's a whole thing, but whatever. Anywho, the other thing I've gotten really into is sports documentaries. I find them really fascinating. There's a lot of things because I didn't really grow up like too focused in, like I didn't know a lot of things. So I find them really fun. So I get fucking hyped for the next sports documentary, okay? So I'm like scrolling through Instagram and I follow Rob, I don't know, Gorgowski or whatever, like Tom Brady's little like butt buddy or whatever they are. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what their deal is. I don't know if Rob also sits in, um, you know, in Tom's lap and they take romantic photos together. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google pictures of Tom with his son. Um, anyways, so I, I'm on his page, his Instagram account, because I do follow him because he's hot. And uh, he posts this this thing. It's like a documentary. And it's got like Steph Curry. It's got, you know, him, obviously. Um, Tony Romo, I believe, is in it. And then like Charles Barkley. And I'm oh, shit. And they're like talking about the best team ever assembled. I'm like, what sport are they going to be talking about? Like these people are from all these different sports. I'm like, this is so exciting. Is it going to be something random like soccer? Like I'm like so invested. I'm so excited. And it's a fucking subway commercial. Like it's a subway commercial because they're like because at first they're like, oh, the big me. Like there would totally be some dude on a sports team called the big me. I could totally see that. No, it's a sandwich. It's a sandwich. I was so excited about this commercial because I thought it was a real life motherfucking documentary and it was a goddamn commercial. So I just have to say hats off to you, marketing team at Subway. You played me and it hurt and I'm ashamed, but I'm also very excited about it. Hi friends, I am so excited about a new segment on the podcast called Ask Ashley. This isn't totally new in the world of Ashley Sleek Incorporated, of course, because my very first blog I had was called Ask Ashley and I absolutely love doing it and I'm so excited to be bringing it to the podcast. But the only way it has mad success is if you all share your juicy questions with me. So please submit your questions. You can do it anonymously on my Instagram at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's, of course. Click the link in my bio and there's a Google form. I promise you it is anonymous because listen, maybe I try to sneakily see if I can see who submitted questions. I cannot. So please, please, please submit there. Or if you don't care about being anonymous, you can submit via your email on my website at ashleysleek.com. I am so excited to hear your questions and I love you so much. Okay, bye. Okay, friends, I have a little bit of catching up to do from my last excursion. So uh, as I mentioned, I went to go get my MRI and in, in the most tragic way possible, was not able to do that. So I I joked with, with my cousin Danielle before I went out. She was like, hey, we're going to go to the Christmas bars, you know, on Thursday. Do you want to go? And I was like, oh, I'm getting my MRI. But I was like, honestly, I, I, I could see me popping in after my MRI, especially because they were looking at my liver. Like, that's funny. Like, I, I live for the comedy of it, you know? So I... <laughs> But when, when it didn't work out, I was like, well, I'll just meet you out there. And I was like, should I go straight there? I was in my hobo clothes and I was ready to go out in my hobo clothes. But then I was like, no, this is going to be 
a night of revenge for me. Like, fuck the doctors. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to go home. I'm going to cop. So I put on the basic bitch uniform of like a white bodysuit with black jeans and a black jacket. Y'all know what I'm talking about with a nice red lip. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to go out. So I Uber my way to downtown and I love the Christmas bar thing. I think it's so fucking funny. You know, they got decorations. They're serving cocktails in like these Santa glasses. Of course, my ass doesn't really like cocktails. And so I took pictures with the cocktails, but they were not mine. I just was having, you know, some some casual pilsners and things like that. So anyways, we go out to this crisp bar. We're having a good time. Uh, you know, the drinks are flowing. So then we're like, let's go dancing. So we had this other bar and we're dancing. And, uh, you know, then I'm like, hey, can we go to O Flats, which is this Irish bar. And for some reason, I just love it. I've loved it forever. Every time I go to a Sharks game, I try to go there. I try to go to the Brit, the Britannia Arms for dinner if I'm going to a Sharks game. When I used to like travel in, this was my go-to. I wanted to go to the Brit before the game and I wanted to go to O Flats after. So, you know, I was like, hey, if we're in downtown San Jose, like, are you guys down for one more drink? I wasn't like that drunk, but I was like, ah, come on, one more drink. You know, one more drink's always the problem. In this case, it was not. So I convinced them to go. It's me, um, Danielle, and her amazing boyfriend, Kevin. And then um, my friend Danielle's friend, who's now my friend, Mo. We had, uh, you know, a little a little crew we popped over to O Flats with. And I'm like, OK, I like I convinced us to come. I'll like go to the bar. I'll get drinks. So I walk up to the bar and there's this guy who's just kind of he's not standing at the bar, but he's like enough in the way where I can't like quite get to there. And he's got like a window, you know. So I walk up and I'm like, hey, and he's drinking a drink. So I'm like, hey, are you like waiting for a drink? And he's like, um, he's like, no, why are you trying to use my window? And I was like, yes, I am. You have like actually a really perfect window in the bar. And I'd love to sneak in front of you. And he was like, yeah, he's like, I mean, you're gorgeous. So I'm sure it won't take long to get the bartender's attention. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what did you just say? Did you, did you just call me gorgeous? I'm like, oh. And then he's like, I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you're gorgeous. You'll be fine. And I was like, uh-huh. You know, I'm like perked up ears, dog style, like Roo, Ruby Roo, you know? And then <laughs> he, then he keeps talking to me and I was like, and then I, it's like coming to me now that this man has an ex accent. I'm like, I'm first just so fucking overwhelmed by the fact that a man just called me gorgeous. And I was like, I was supposed to be getting an MRI. Like I look like hot garbage, like a matter of hours ago. And this is making my day. So then he's talking to me. I'm like, he has an accent. And for some reason, I am just like so entranced by him that I like am not even catching like which accent it is. And then my cousin walks up and she's like, oh, my God. Or she's like, well, first of all, she's like, are you OK? You didn't come back with the drinks. And I'm like, oh, I met this guy. And then she's like, oh, are you Australian? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, no fucking way. You guys, listen, obviously, if you're loyal to the podcast, you know what a big deal this is. We already have an Australia, but my Australia was moving to Australia and he was a American going to Australia. This was an Australian in America. And I was like, I kind of want to fuck this guy. Listen, and I, and we talked about this last podcast. If you're here to slut shame or judge, just turn off the fucking podcast. I don't actually give a shit about your opinion. The other reason I was like, you know, I was, I, trust me, would I love to marry him? Sure. 
we all know me. I love a good marriage, uh, drunk marriage commitment. However, he was like, I am, I own a tree cutting business in Chico. And I was like, why the fuck would anybody want to live in Chico? And I apparently asked that several times. Um, <laughs> oops. He's like, there's not uh, that many trees to cut down in San Jose. So I don't think I'd have business here. And I was like, listen, I'm not asking you to move here, which I feel like shows a lot of growth. Considering if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, I did try to convince OG Australia not to move to Australia and Idaho to not go to Idaho to like be with me. So the fact that I didn't try to convince this man to love me, I feel like is a win. But anyways, he, um, you know, we stayed and we talked. I, I never I never got the drinks because we were like talking so long and he was like so entranced and talking to me. And I was like, are you in love with me, too? Um, probably not. But anyways, I had like such a good time with him. And I have to give it to my friend Mo because she was like so she comes up. And I, I did. I was like, oh, my God, let me. I'm sorry. I told you I was going to buy you a drink so long ago. Let me, like, get to the bar and do that. And I get us about the drink, whatever. And then, you know, we're finishing our drink. And she's like, hey, like, I'm I'm tired, but I will stay here with you. Like, that is a good wing woman. She's like, I want to die right now, but I will stay with you to, like, help you end this. And I was like, listen, you go. I'm like, I'm going to take an Uber home soon. I was like, either this guy will come with me or he won't. But, like. I like this bar is packed. There's people in the streets like it's you know, there was a Sharks game that day. So it was like whatever, um, which I guess I should explain. So he yes, you're like, what is this man from Chico doing in San Jose with the tree company? He was taking his employees to the Sharks game for a Christmas party, which was like very nice. I was like, I would love to do that for a company party. So I'm into it. So anyways, I'm like, bitch, go home. I got you. I'll text you, whatever. So anyways, at the end of the night, uh, I call an Uber and we're leaving and he's like, oh, are you leaving? And I was like, because he was staying in, in a hotel in downtown San Jose. And I was like, I am. I'm, but I was like, I mean, if you want to come with me, you can. And he's like, OK. And he like jumps in the Uber with me. We like talk. We had such a good time. And, you know, we get back to my apartment. We're hanging out. Um, you know, we have another drink, like whatever. It's all fun and fine. And actually, I'm sorry, I miss a very important part of this because somewhere on my drive home, I remember that like, holy shit, my apartment is so fucking messy because like the weeks leading up to this, I had like a cold. So there were tissues everywhere and just like dishes. And like, not only was my place not clean, but I was not clean. Like, obviously I'm sure that you know that I've had to miss so many wax appointments because I'm like nauseous and like, I don't know if I could handle getting skin ripped off my vagina right now. Also, my eyebrow is very scary. So I'm like, oh fuck, I'm I'm not clean. My apartment's not clean. Like what the fuck was I thinking bringing home this man? But listen, when an Australian calls you gorgeous and then tells you that he like does tree cutting for a living, a bitch gets interested, okay? I don't know what to tell you. Somewhere between the muscles and the accent, you get a little fucking lost, okay? So anyways, I, um, <laughs> I when we get here, I was like, can you just kind of like stand in this corner for a minute while I like power clean this place up? So I did make him stand in a corner. I cleaned up a little bit. And then, um, you know, whatever. We moved to the bed. This is a children's podcast. I'm not going to go on. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. So anyways, we like, you know. And so he stays the night, obviously, but... The funniest part is like, here's the thing about my bed. Um, I am the only one who sleeps in it. 
right? And it was also the cheapest bed frame option on Ikea that I also built alone. So as you can imagine, this might not be the best built bed. So my side is sturdy. The other side of the bed is kind of falling apart a little bit, but I'm like, I don't sleep on that side, so who cares? So then he's like, what the fuck is happening with this bed? Like, I'm like sinking in this bed. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Oops. Um, so <laughs> anyways, uh, we wake up, whatever. I'm like, oh, like, let me drive you back to the hotel. And he's like, oh, that's so nice of you. I was like, well, your phone's dead and you're a sociopath who owns a fucking Android. So either way, I'm going to have to drive you. So like either way, like I'm paying for your Uber or I'm going to drive you. So I might as well take the opportunity. And I think we all know that like a big part of hooking up with me is that I say things that I just shouldn't. Um, and so as as we were leaving, there was like a big box of Ghirardelli on, on my floor. And I was like, you know, I don't offer this to all of my overnight guests. But would you like to take a bag of chocolate with you? And I was like, but why? Why did you open your mouth and say such things? Like, shh. Uh, he declined my chocolate, but I drove him home um, or back to his hotel or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, that was that was like kind of it. And um, it was a good time. And uh, I tried to be a little stalker stalker and like tried to find the tree cutting company. There are a ass ton of tree cutting companies in Chico. Like who would have fucking known? There was so many and I was like, I don't care enough to do this level of stalking. I just don't care. This was like this fun little thing. It was like a nice little reset. Listen, the original Australia. Okay. And by the way, he knows that this happened because I called him and told him. Obviously, like obviously I had to tell him because it's so fucking funny. So anyways, with original Australia, he was the first like one night stand sex that I had um, before, like after Jimmy. Um, And so... We always talk about how that was like so important for us because like, you know, I was the first sex he had after his ex and just like really set you know, and I feel like, listen, he's obviously not the first person I've had sex with since um, Scotland, but I feel like there was a little bit of difference there because I was like, well, this is the first other accent I've hooked up with. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be my restart. So I, I have no regrets. I will say this, ladies men um anyone hooking up with a man it is i'm not going to go into details but i'm just going to say this anybody who works with their hands for a living just listen i'm gonna leave it at that it's not it's not a bad time so anyways i um <laughs> uh yeah i had a little like a fun night i'm not even gonna call them hoe nights anymore because like fuck that i'm 30 years old i went to a bar i had a fun like one night stand with some dude with an australian accent who called me hot like i'm into it like fuck yeah let's do it so that all being said back into more wholesome dating content i do have a date tomorrow i talked to george we do need to get him a better nickname than the bartending um like short king because that's just like not good maybe after this date he'll give me some content i am really a content for a new name i guess but i am really nervous that i'm gonna be sick tomorrow and have to cancel so please send out all the good vibes that that does not happen because i really don't want to because like it's been like a couple weeks since we went on our first date and as i mentioned he is you know a bar and restaurant manager so he told me and i have to say this th- 
at first I would think that this is a flag, like the lack of, you know, us kind of seeing each other for a couple weeks. The reason it's not for me is that the communication was so good. Like he told me this early on before we even went on our first date. He's like, this is such a bad month for me, but like, I just feel like I want to make the effort. I want to meet you. And I'm like, okay. And then when we were on our date, he was like, listen, I probably will not really be able to talk to you until after the new year. And, but I, he's like, I really, you know, like I want to talk to you. He said in one text that he liked me and I was like, oh my God, stop it. Um, (laughs) anyways, he's like, I like you. I want to see you again. And it was, it was perfect because, you know, I really took a break from dating, which I honestly like cannot explain how relieved I felt. I think I might've explained it actually in a different episode, but like the relief I felt just deleting my apps right now is like, there's just too much going on. I don't want to talk to random men. And so this is a very different way of me dating, by the way, dating somebody and not dating 12 other people at the same time is a little confusing to me, but like, I can't say that we're dating. We've been on one date and then waited two weeks and like now going on other. Anyways, I don't know what to call this. We're like hanging out, whatever. And and I'm not hanging out with anyone else while doing this. And that's just not normally my way of dating. So we'll see how it goes. But anyways, no matter what happens, uh, he's been really nice to talk to. And it was very like communicated to me like, you know, I'm really not going to be able to talk to you. I would get a text from him usually like daily and it's nice. And so um, I'm really interested to see we're going to the same Mexican restaurant that I went to on my birthday in downtown Campbell. And I'm really uh, thrilled about that because I gave him a bunch of choices and I was like, and I almost texted him this morning. It was like, can we just go to this place? Because um, I, I realized that I really can just eat chicken and rice. And so like, cause he kind of called me out for not eating on our last date. And so then I explained that, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry, I've been really sick and I'm really nauseous. And so I'm not like trying to eat certain foods or whatever, you know. And so uh, then he was like, when he asked me on the date, he's like, maybe we could get more than French fries this time. So I was like, I got to like, I got to eat. I can't let this man down. So I was like, chicken and rice it is. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm just really excited. I think it's going to be really fun, hopefully. And I'm looking forward to it. If it ends up being a shitty date, at least I will have a story to tell you all. If it's wonderful, I will still have a story to tell you all. So I'm excited for next week. And hopefully, uh, I don't know. I just hope I feel okay, you know, like I can at least power through. But yeah, it's just been a fucking bummer, the whole health thing. I mean, I don't feel confident because I didn't fucking sit under the table with my 12 grapes. So I feel like I fucked myself on that one. But um, anyways, I, I, I'm excited. I already know what I'm going to wear. I'm going to wear the same outfit that I wore on my first date with the nice guy. Cause it's like a black turtleneck with like my silky, um, like a off white skirt with black, like polka dots. And I think it's a really cute look. And then I can, cause I think it's gonna be cold. So I can wear my big jacket with it. And, uh, I think it won't hurt my stomach as much. Hopefully I don't really fucking know, but she's trying to turn up, but this will be my second date. And the second time I'm wearing a turtleneck. I don't know about that, but a lot of my outfits are actually turtlenecks. And so it is the winter. So leave me alone. (laughs) and yeah so anywho on to the I'm sorry what moment of the week it is the new year okay and a lot of people's new year's resolutions is to like go to the gym more and blah 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 I actually talked about this and this is not the I'm sorry what moment but I remember going back I think last year and I talked about how I I don't want to put like lose weight 
as a goal anymore, which I think that everybody should do. I don't think lose weight should be a New Year's resolution. I think it should be like eating healthier, just being healthy, happier with your body. And this actually was the first year that I did not have lose weight as like one of my resolutions or my goals for the year. And this is probably one of the first years I've like lost a good like chunk of weight because it was just it was more about me staying focused on being healthy and happy. And so I just want to throw that in there. However, back to the I'm sorry what moment of the week. So because so many people's goals is to work out and go to the gym, there are there is this joke that has been running around for so long and it's so fucking boring. And that's like, oh, don't want to go to the gym on January 1st. Like, oh, yeah, walking to my local gym, seeing all these people I've never seen before. And they're like, gross or whatever. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Listen, the only reason we should be talking about people crowding the gym on January 1st is for the rest of us who use that as an excuse to not go. Okay. For us who are like, actually, um, sorry, I can't go on January 1st because it's too crowded. We can use that. You fucking gym rats who are just like, oh my God, it's crowded. Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares that this is your local gym and you can't use your bench press when you want it. Shh. Be quiet. If people are just trying to better their lives, at some point, you didn't like come out of the vagina and go immediately to a gym. OK, so at some point you were a first timer. And whether that was in January, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. I don't know why I had to do all the months, but I started. I had to finish. Um, whenever that time was, you were a beginning person, too. And you passing judgment or making a joke about it. I promise you does not make you look as cool as you think it does. I promise you that you are telling this joke like, I just want you to know that I've been going to the gym. That's what it's like. Because I remember making this joke myself once and I was like, that was just me being insecure and wanting to be like, but I, I've been going to the gym. Shut the fuck. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like, I love when people are talking about like their successes and everything. So if, if you're just saying on your Instagram story, like I went to like, the gym five days this week. I'm like, fuck yeah, bitch, get it. You know, I'm happy for you. But if you're saying like, I've been going to the gym for two months and now I have to like share my equipment, nobody cares and wants to hear from you. Nobody likes your attitude. Nobody likes your hair. Nobody likes your um, gym outfits. Like, fuck off. Like, it's just so annoying. Be nice. I get that it's frustrating when, you know, things are crowded and all that stuff. Like, I, I don't like when, you know, I go to my local restaurant and all of a sudden it's packed and I'm like, what, what happened? I want my table. You know, I get it. Like people don't want to share, but you have to and get over yourself. Nobody cares. Let it be. Stop making that joke. It's old. It's exhausting. It's tiring. Two jokes that should be retired is that joke. And the, I recently saw this on TikTok and I have to agree is like the mimosa joke about like, oh, just like a little, um, a little spritz of orange juice. Like Aaron and I love to say like just a splash for color. You know, like we joke about that. I say that all the time. It's like a joke amongst friends, but like there's so many videos about it now. It's like boring. It's like, let's retire the mimosa jokes. Let's retire the gym jokes. And like, let's just live our good lives. There's so many other funny things to make fun of in the world. Like we don't need that. Like what's his face getting arrested? Like, yeah, you know, um, Andrew Tate or whatever. So anywho, 
Uh, I love you all so much. Um, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and ringing in the new year with me. I love you all so much. I promise to keep you updated on the health stuff. Thank you for listening to that. Um, I always hesitated putting it on the podcast because, you know, I have trauma. I have trauma from people who tell me they didn't care about my health stuff. So I didn't know if anyone would be interested, but I've got a bunch of messages from people saying that they like to hear about it and they find it important. So it's a big part of my life. And I just really appreciate you all listening and being there for me for the good, the bad, everything. I love you so much. And we'll see you back next week. Happy motherfucking 2023, my bitches. I love you. Okay, bye.